0: Hello and welcome lovely listeners to the Anfield Index podcast. It's episode 232 and I'm Trev Downey podcasting to you from the funk realm here in a field in beautiful rural Ireland and I'm joined for this show like I always am by Carl Koppack, by Cam Branch and in the background by Guy Drinkle. To get the show started today, um, there's been an awful lot of talk recently, a very divisive chit chat, obviously, um, as it tends to be about, um, identity and ethnicity and all that type of thing. And it's, you know, absolutely a, a hot button issue, um, across society, one way or the other, no matter what way you look at it. Of course, it is always helpful, um, when you can have a sort of a wry look at your origins and a wry look at your, uh, the characteristics, let's say. Of your own ethnicity and uh, sort of not be too po-faced about it if that's possible. Um, one group I can say to do that with uh, Remarkable aplomb is the Irish. Um, they uh, we are always up for a laugh at ourselves and um, we have some of the finest um, comedians going uh, when it comes to doing just that. So just in that vein.
1: Of, Jiminy Cricket?
0: <laughs> dude. Frank Carlson. They're both Northern Irish. That's true, yeah. That is... That I was going to is say it.
2: Terry Wogan, but I'm guessing he is as well.
0: Then. In and of itself, you boys it's are part. Liberate. Liberate. You're part, you're part of the problem. You're part of the problem. Uh, Terry, Terry Wogan's not, not a comedian by any stretch of the imagination. And Terry Wogan was infinitely more British sounding to any uh, neutral... Uh, from you know anyone who wasn't from England than than anything else. He had he had a he had a beautiful plummy BBC accent with a little bit of a twang here or there. Um I'm talking about some raucous individuals. And the one I'm gonna play a little piece from is Tommy Tiernan. This is Tommy Tiernan on uh Irishness and the origins thereof. So give it a listen see what you think.
1: history and know who they are. Irish people, we pretend we can do that but we
0: can't. We call ourselves the Celts and the Celts came to Ireland three and a half thousand years ago and they found a tomb called Newgrange which is five thousand years old. Will I do the numbers for you?
2: There's a 1500 year
0: gap between who we are and
1: who we think we fuck now We were there before we were there They've just discovered an old trading route from North
0: Africa to the west coast of Ireland That's where we're from (laughs) <laughs> We're not cats. We're anemic Algerians. It goes on. It's very good. Uh you too. know <laughs> it's it's he's he's always worth the look it's Tommy Tiernan and if you have a chance uh do a YouTube uh rabbit hole, so maybe I like can ha- heartily recommend it and just about as uh uniquely Irish as they come. Uh Carl Kopak, like we've heard your uh, dulcet, if somewhat, um, flu-addled tones there already. Uh, you, well, you've you, you brought on yourself, my friend, what with your uh, your uh, exertions doing 10K runs and whatnot when well, you're not quite right. Uh, first of all, how did that go for you? And second of all, what are your open thoughts?
1: I, I ran under a major UK river on Sunday. I ran under the River Mersey. It's, it's called the Mersey Tunnels 10K. And um, it was quite enjoyable actually, because uh, you know, it, it is a sense of well. For a start, this was really weird. It started on the street where I first lived, where I haven't been for years. Um, it's now like a derelict sort of old factory site. So that's a bit weird that I should be returning here to L three, um, off Scotland Road. And um, yeah, so you run under the you run under the River Mersey, and then you run along the, the sort of prom area, um, which separates um, wallasey to uh, New Brighton. So you run alongside the Mersey. So it's really, really nice. It's just I don't feel, I, I, to be honest, I didn't feel great beforehand, but that may have be been a mistake now in hindsight.
0: And have you been, like, I mean, I know you do uh, get out and get on the road and off uh, 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 from time to time, but have you been clocking up distance in, in that no, region? Not at all. No, I mean, that's no, it's, a, not at all. it's a big ask, man. It's a big yeah, ask. Yeah, you feel it. You feel it afterwards more than that. Oh, else. yeah. Oh, Jesus, yes. I mean, I did. I did a semi-competitive 5K there a couple of months ago. I have not done much running at all because i kind of done a bit of damage to my knee. And because it was semi-competitive, and I am incredibly competitive, I didn't want to be anywhere near the middle. So I wanted to be in the top end of things. And it basically killed me for about two weeks afterwards. Because yeah. if you're not doing that on a regular basis, you're, you're it, it will screw with your body.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it really does. I mean, my leg's still hurt today, but it's more the sort of... it's like It's like a blood sugar crash almost. Yeah, at the end yeah. of it, and you can look after yourself. You know, you have your bananas and your water, and and you know your your rejuvenation tonics and all that sort of stuff. But ultimately, your body's still going. What, what are you doing? What are you doing? Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, yeah, And
0: yeah. that really gets
1: to you.
0: I did notice you lovingly clutching at least one banana and a few other bits and pieces. Did you get one of those? Uh, did you get one of those? Um, for God's sake, get one of those uh, metal blankets around that fella kind of things to wrap yourself. No, about? no.
1: I, I walked to New Brighton train station, which we'd be glad to hear. It's up a hill
0: and when I say hill
1: it's up a hill it really is up a hill oh yeah I need this cheers (laughs) (laughs) to get get the train back to Liverpool
0: bloody hell (laughs) you could
1: have run back yeah I was (laughs) was actually I was actually just going to well they closed the tunnel afterwards otherwise I would have just trotted back normally I was was going to run straight to Anfield actually just go get in early watch the city go yeah, you know, with yeah, me, yeah, with me with me shorts on because Liverpool wasn't cold in the slightest on Sunday. Jesus Christ, that was cold.
0: Yeah, that's the last two games in a row when you've been in there. You've told me that it was bloody freezing. Absolutely, I,
1: I had the right yeah. coat on this time as well.
0: Yeah. See, that's, that, that's an absolutely essential piece of kit. I don't care what anyone says. It ruins a game for you entirely. Uh, one of the best experiences of my football watching life that didn't involve Liverpool was when I went to the new camp about uh, whenever a brilliant team was, um, of Ronaldinho and Messi and, um, uh, what was the c- Cameroonian kid? Um, Eto. Eto. And they were just flying javy and yesterday, the whole team. They were flying. It was really early doors. Um, no, it was the late end of Frank Reichardt's time, um, European Cup winning side. But I was up in the gods. If you're up in the gods in the camp now, it, it is bloody freezing. You think you're in Barcelona, it's, it's balmy. You're down the street, it is balmy. Get up there. Yeah. Christ alive, the wind howls around that place. And it's just a totally different experience. So I was there in my little kind of light jacket and 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 thing, and that's all I can remember about the experience was how cold I was and how pretty it looked from afar. You know what I mean? Yeah, I um, well, yeah. well,
1: well, can see his little blue dot running round.
0: Little blue dots, but you can. Think, but but the, the the patterns are pretty, uh, and the yeah. patterns were really really pretty. Watch that side with. What about what about um, your your opening idea for the week? What have you got for us? Well,
1: this actually is going to go back a little bit further for me or Tommy Tune, and piece actually, it's based on a similar thing, oh.
0: but just a little bit further back in history.
1: Um, and you're not going to get this. It's one of these things, there might be a few listeners who get this immediately, and, um, and if you do, you're as sad as I am. It's this. Homo sapiens. What an inventive invincible species. It's only a few million years since they crawled out of the mud and learned to walk. Puny, defenseless bipeds. They've survived flood, famine, and plague. They've survived, cos- they've survived cosmic wars and holocausts, and now here they are, out among the stars, waiting to begin a new life, ready to outsit eternity. They're indomitable. Indomitable. And the reason I was thinking about that was because of obviously the horrors that happened in Paris yesterday um, and how something so tragic can happen to such a a worthy species as our own, only to find people um, using their own racial narrative, racist narrative, to blame it on other people when a tragedy happens. And how far far the human race has fallen, where we can't even be sad about something anymore without thinking but thinking, if I just post this, someone might believe that's all the people are responsible for it. Which I think is the lowest a species
0: can become. Yeah. And it's actually, that's, that's beautiful. That links in beautifully to, to, and absolutely no, no, uh, no pre-chat about this at all. Links in beautifully to the essence of what I was talking about in my little preamble, because that's exactly it, isn't it? I saw that too. I saw exactly what you're talking about. Uh, and it's just people immediately hopping on something as absolutely tragic as that, you know, just culturally, culturally tragic is a different thing from, from, you know, um, tragic from a humanitarian standpoint. That's yeah. No, no one wins. No one wins. Yeah, no one. yeah. But but humanitarian tragedy trumps everything. That's different. That's a different yeah. scale. But this is just culturally, uh, uh, you know, it's apocalyptic. It's it was just it was just one of the most awful things I've witnessed. Like you know, just in and of itself, just watching that spire collapse in real time um, as as the the news was breaking. It was just so grim. Um, yeah. And I saw I saw actually photos that you. Popped up on Instagram, where, by the way, this show has an account called AI Main. Please follow it. Um, with you and some of the lads, probably at the yeah, um, with, the the PSG game, right?
1: Yeah, twenty eighth of November. yeah, we were there. yeah,
0: yeah? Incredibly grim. Did you get to have a look around inside on the day or
1: no, no? Because we, we basically um we had to run to Alca. That was the day before I was fifty. So we I'll put, put up in, in the in the Instagram account as well. Um, it's uh. We basically had to find as much alcohol as possible.
0: That is important. Um, that is yeah. Important. So we had to. So did you get who the speech was from? The philosopher involved. I, I, am gonna, I'm gonna go out on a limb here and say that it's actually not an actual philosopher. It's probably from a TV show. Yeah. Um, but that's as far as I'll go. It's
1: from the 1975 story, "The Ark in Space." It's Tom Baker as Doctor Who in
0: his oh, story. I'm, I'm gonna take that as a partial win. Tom Baker's, yeah, Do- that's my Doctor Who for what it's worth. That's the fifth episode he ever recorded. Yeah, It's he, my, my favourite ever speech ever. I love that. It's it's class. It, it, I, I have heard several speeches which go exactly in the opposite direction and look at humanity as a virus, but that's a bit bleak. Um, a virus Cam, with shoes. Virus shoes, and uh, uh, shoes and a nice coat. Or, in the case of Cam Branch, a onesie, which is what Cam Branch is wearing as we record yep. today. Um, scandalous, scandalous. Scandalous. scandalous revelation.
2: If, um, if you believe those two, you
0: believe anything. Well, look, you are the man who uh, fake news two quizzes in a row uh, and tried <laughs> tried to try to try to, tried to in, 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 create the, the narrative in your own likeness, and I'm afraid it, it's it's failed massively. And as quiz champion Trev, Denny, I'd like to point that out. Whoa
1: whoa whoa whoa, whoa. no you're not <laughs> No, <laughs> oh, you're not. Hey, we're sharing the titles. So I'm, the belt is, yeah, the belt is shirts. Thank
0: yeah, you. Yeah. 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 But I, I, but basically I've got two in a row because, you know, that's what I'm saying. Anyway, yeah, <laughs> Cam, you're, you're opening cards for us. How are you getting on?
2: I'm good. Thanks. Uh, um, always good to be here. Uh, down in the, down in the south, just by Heathrow. Uh, I've got a big field behind me, Craig. I'll send you a picture later. You'll, lovely, you'll like it. Lovely stuff. How come yeah.
0: you're doing a remote broadcast, brother?
2: Um, I, was on a job this morning. Uh, I got oh. clients off at Heathrow, and I've got a pickup from Heathrow in the morning. And I just couldn't be bothered to drive back up to the Midlands today, so I thought I'd stop over for the day down here. Very nice, very nice. Can, uh.
1: you, the, can you can you put a photo of the onesie on um, on the uh, Instagram account, please? I, I'll, I'll, I'll,
2: put, I'll put a photo. Yeah, of the followers in. Said the in. It, oh, they'll flood in now. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Right. Anyway, lads, you ready?
0: You're not going straight into another quiz.
2: I am. You're gonna okay, love yeah. this one. And okay. and for those of you who listen um who are subscribers to the AI pro account, you'll get you'll get this. You'll get the relevance of this. The irony. And if Trev Downey does not win this quiz, hammer him. Truly okay. Okay. Truly hammer him. No, okay. don't 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 don't. You will see. You're you supposed to be
0: in neutral perspective.
2: I'm always
0: as a, as a quiz master, and yet all you've done already is 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 stirred the the, the spirit against me. I, I it is just...
2: that's 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 neutrality on this pod. Why you
0: yeah. That's true. Go yeah. for it. Go for it. See if I care. Let's see. Okay.
2: Okay. Who's going first? <laughs> <laughs> uh, the last quiz. I went uh,
0: first last time. I think. Carl went first last time. I I went first the time before. So it's back to me, I guess.
2: Okay.
0: All right, yeah, say, so change your questions around whatever you no, have. No, no, no,
2: no, no, no. no, I, I no that's will. fine. I know how you work. No, well, you. Huh? just for you, they're all Liverpool questions. Oh God, yeah? I don't know
0: anything about Liverpool anyway. Go ahead.
2: Well, where's, where's Liverpool?
0: I thought I honestly, myself and Tandon embarrassed ourselves. Well, you're going to get on.
2: relevance now, aren't you? Go on, go on. Okay then. Question number one for Carl, uh, for Krebs, sorry. Best, best of five. Um, the fifth question is a tiebreaker question. if fifth is a tie, uh, after four questions. All right. Yeah. So rules have been set. No arguments. So no, two, right?
0: two questions each. And then the fifth one's a tiebreaker. Okay. Yeah. I see.
2: I see. Yeah. I see. Okay. All right. Then Liverpool last grand champions in the season 1989, 1990 for the 18th time. True. It was in the <laughs> season, in the season. 1963 to 1964, mm-hmm. they were crowned champions. This was twi- title number.
0: Oh Jesus! Okay, I'm gonna try and do a few sums in my head, right? So you got to bear with me. That the least you can do is bear with me here. Okay. Uh, I'm I'm gonna try and do some sums in my head. So I on the pod with Gags the last time read out this because I was so mortified because none of us knew it, okay. um, and I think I remember the first, there was, there was two league wins in the early part of the century. I think there was another two in the twenties. And we had one, which I thought was our first one in 45, 46, 46, 47. So that's what, two, two, one, five. Is it our, is it our, oh fuck, is it our sixth win?
2: Is that an answer or are you asking me a question? then?
0: I'm going to say that it's our sixth title in 63,
2: 64. That's your final answer. Yeah? yeah, you want me to change it, obviously, but
0: yeah, I'm going to leave that as my final answer. No,
2: no, I don't want you to change it. You're correct, Truth. I'm not. I'm not the biased quizmaster you think I am. You are the Martin Tyler of quizmasters. <laughs> I've just pulled a
0: worldly out of the bag there. I've, I've rationalised it. I've gone back into the depths of happy brain-damaged memory. And you just go, yeah, that's no, that's fine. You're right, yeah. And that's, you're a,
2: right. that's a that's a that's a point to Downey. That is a point to Downey, I've got to give him his. That was that that's was... a one. That's a wonderful goal by Trevor, Trevor Downey. <laughs>
0: Thanks, Carl. A, one wonderful goal. At least the opposition is honourable. Online.
1: That's my Martin Tyler impression.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's 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 a goal that. To <laughs> be fair, I thought his uh his commentary for the Salah goal was quite good for Tyler. He. He, he, he enjoyed that goal. Probably thought it was offside. <laughs> Probably assumed it was offside. That's
0: exactly right. Yes. Uh, anyway, I'm very, very disillusioned with this so far. But go ahead. I, I've, I'm really, really, really happy with that one. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, so, right
2: then, Carl. For fuck's sake. This is, this is a tough one. In, oh, in the, so how many times did Liverpool score five or more goals in the league during the 1963-64 season?
1: How old do you think I am? don't think
2: that. Well, how old are you this week, Trent? I'm a, I'm a very youthful um 23. <laughs> 23. E- 1996.
0: Okay. No, 1963,
2: 64. Uh, okay. Um, There's a trend here with the year.
1: I think I do know a stat about that season, but not this one.
2: I think that's the time we
1: scored nine times in the last minute of a game. Um, we used fourteen players. I will say it's five goals or more.
2: Yeah, five goals.
1: Well, this, this is this is a complete loss. We exhausted because yep. Trent's got LFCHistory.net open on his phone. So I will. Say I, I have no more than <laughs> I'd say six times. <laughs> what the hell? You, Give him a much. round of
0: applause. Thank um, you very much. Can we can we note the difference in reaction? <laughs> Can we note the obvious difference in reaction?
2: <laughs> completely...
0: by, by the way, lfchistory.net, we used 14 players and we scored nine times in the last minute. Who the fuck knows that about a season before the were born?
2: 17 players. All right, Trev, just just, just. don't worry. He's not cheating He's 17. Okay. Right.
0: Yeah. You pair of stitch-up bastards.
2: <laughs> How long did you practice this for? <laughs>
0: How how many Skype calls did this take? I will win against the odds. Go
2: for it. Go for it, Trev. All right. Sir Roger Hunt was the leading goal scorer for the nineteen sixty three sixty four season with oh, thirty three in total. But who was second with twenty two goals in all competitions for Liverpool? There was yeah for Liverpool. There was only two competitions they played in the league and the FA Cup. They played forty seven games in total that season. 42 in the league, five in the FA Cup.
0: So the second scorer after after Roger Hunt got 22 and you're asking me who that was.
2: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Roger Hunt got 33. <laughs> Whoever was second got 22 in all. In is, there a bon- is there
1: a bonus on offer if you get it wrong?
2: You know this, do you?
1: No, nah, I've got a stern guess.
0: You do not.
1: I don't know it, but I know who was playing in that team. Mm-hmm. Peter Crouch. Peter Crouch. <laughs> Similar. Mark Gonzalez
0: Uh, I don't know. I'm like. I mean, I, 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 you're going to kick it. Instant John is 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 the one that 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 springs to mind. Uh, I, I think it's the Instant John.
2: Instant John? Yeah. I'm impressed, downy lad. Go on. Yeah, yes! that's it. That really that's, that's, that's what I would have said. That is really oh, good. See, so, yeah, I didn't want to make it obvious by asking who was the leading scorer. I thought, you know, you had a bit of spice to it. You just you thought you'd make
0: runs it a- to the occasion. If uh, the question had been to Carl, it would have been who's the leading scorer. I, I understand how it works. It's okay. You don't have to <laughs> explain yourself. Well, what home ground are Liverpool playing at that Yeah, too. yeah, yeah. What day yeah. is it today, Carl? Yes. <laughs> I go, Hang oh. God, I'd,
1: have to, I'd have to Google that, to be honest.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, by your rules, uh, Brent, Carl needs this to force a tiebreaker. He does,
2: he does. Okay. Carl, you ready? Go on. In the 1963 64 season, Liverpool made two signing, signings. What has proved to be unusual about the second of those signings?
1: Uh, right, it's too early for Alan Evans, who was the most expensive teenager at the time. I think it was a few years later, 68 ish. Uh, oh my God. That's really difficult. So we would have been playing in 65. So you could have been playing in the Cup Final. But well, what? Travis, what isn't he? Because this is basically just Kyle. Pick a random fact about this year, please. The Beatles had uh, number one that year. We're <laughs> <laughs> uh, I can tell you that our first ever overseas signing. Is that your answer? Who would that have um, been,
0: Kyle? G-
1: Gordon Hodgson? was he? Is that too late for a Gordon Hudson? who was South African.
0: I have a terrible feeling you've you've got this.
1: I think it might've been a bit I think it might've been a bit, a bit too late for him. My god, I'll say that. Give him the point.
2: Damn you, Copack. And uh, I can't believe you let me down on this one, of all of them. Well, what was the answer? You could have given me a clue. Phil Chisnell. And what was Oh the... course. Of course.
0: The
1: last person to be solved between Man United and Liverpool directly.
0: Could I get a point for knowing that? I'll give you a point. Yeah, let's yeah. say that. I'll give you a bonus point, but unfortunately you won't count for the quiz.
1: That's not in that case. That's not a bonus point, is it?
0: <laughs> it's a bonus. It, it's a bonus in my heart, brother. It's a. It's bonus a, a, a pat on the head. It's a pat on the head. Well done, Carl. Well done, fella. That's Thank you.
1: What, what was the tiebreaker question? Because will definitely got this.
0: Yeah. As quiz champion, track, Danny, I would like to hear it myself. Yeah, Shall we move on? No, Ian no. St. To hear St. The Ian, Ian.
1: Saint John, indeed.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Random <laughs> transfers
2: from fifty years ago. <laughs> I, so can't I, can't
1: you,
0: I cannot believe it. I believe it. This
1: is unbelievable.
2: And, and, and Danny seriously still thinks that, that this quiz is fixed. It fucking is. I'm a How consp- can I'm, it be? You I'm just cons- got the answer wrong.
0: I'm a truther. I'm a truther. That's I'm a conspiracy. I you the answers
2: before the quiz call. I mean, oh,
0: damn, did I say that out loud?
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: anyway. Anyway, let's talk some football. And um, I know Carl was in the ground getting freezing at the uh, weekend. Cam, did you make it to this one or no?
2: No, I was at the Porto game.
0: You were at the Porto game. Okay. Um we can have a quick reflection, if there's something you want to say about that, because that was, again, after we, we last spoke. But just to start us off then, Carl, I know you wanted to make a few points about um, the previously lauded Joel Matip, um, who we have pulled up for a bit of uh, plaudits on this podcast in the past. What were your observations of him on the day?
1: I thought, um, well, quite rightly, Virgil van Dijk is player of the year, world player of the year, head of the universe. Um, I thought Merle, John, mole M- 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 Jatip, I like that um, better. Yeah, Mole, Mole, mole um, Moley. I I thought he was outstanding. I I really do. Um, His his, his must ditch tackles with his weird legs uh, were fantastic and I don't think he's getting enough credit. I really don't. I know he played, I think it's really interesting that he's playing, he played Lovren in Europe, give him 90 minutes but didn't want to on the pitch for um, Chelsea. Um, I imagine they thought he was going to be playing against Higuain and they were going to put Hazard um, uh, on the uh, left would have been, wouldn't it? Um, but yeah, I, I just think there's a lot of plaudits that's going around at the moment. Rightly so for the captain, rightly so for the front three. Fabino was fantastic. Kaita's finally running into form and he's been very, very impressive in the first half. Um, but no one's talking about Mole.
0: I thought Mole Jattick was really good. Yeah, I'm a massive, massive Mole fan myself. Oh. It's not just the. Um the 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 lolloping uh, strides upfield as he carries the ball into the opposition half. He is actually very, very good in terms of positional sense. Um, his heading defensively is, you know, adequate. It can be a little bit, he can be a bit of a dome bouncer. When he gets into the opposition penalty area, that's when the corners of the 50-pence piece really start to show. But honestly, I don't think we could have asked for better, especially in a scenario where we were quite literally crestfallen at least I know I was Carl at the, the absence of what looked like one of the most exciting emerging talents in years in Joe Gomez in a position where we all kind of had the, heard this wonderful rumour that he could play and then to see him do it so well and have that taken away from us in a season where everything seemed to be possible that could have been quite crushing and you know Dejan Lovren is not too many people's ideas of a really, really, really solid, reliable, uh, week-on-week, um, stand-in. And because he wasn't available, Joel Matip was actually the fourth in line and he's ended up being fantastic. Genuinely. Yeah.
1: yeah. Um, absolutely faultless. He was on, um, uh, on Sunday. And, um, I'm, I'm going to say I thought he was the best center off on the pitch. I just really did. He was just, his concentration was good. Um, which is, which is obviously a bit of a problem because he because he's, a, he's a very soporific player, you know he, he's not really front foot but basically every single ball was his it was really good um and um yeah, I think that gets lost a bit because of you know what's going on with
0: all the lads around him uh, and Carl, so. watching him watching him live um which is a thing I've been very very uh, unfortunate in not being able to do this season um it's again it's something I can barely get my head around that. Uh, life has conspired to make me not be able to attend this season. It feels so weird. I can't tell you how weird it is. But watching him live um, from a, a decent vantage point, what does it look like? I mean, he seems to be constantly complaining. Um, is he? Is he always in a dialogue with Virgil? Is he? Is he a, a guy who's who's doing a lot of talking off of, off his own bat? Well, what does he look like? Is he? Is he one of these real proactive footballers, or is he more of a, a, Is he more of a stroller?
1: He basically, from what I can gather, anyway, while watching him on the pitch, he basically gets told what to do. Um Virgil Van Dijk does this thing with his arms, which is really, really funny. It's really, really nice to see. If they can't hear him, he just gesticulates all the way through. And he's in it. And Van Dijk is, is more in Robertson's ear than the which I think is a really, you know, positive sign about just how well they get on and how well they play each other's game. Um, but I think it's just it's just instinct. To be honest, I mean, and there's probably going to be people saying, "Oh, yeah, he's not that good," blah blah blah. But honestly, you need to be in the ground and watch him honestly. He, he was calm as personified and he's sometimes a i think I I think, yeah, I, th- I I think he's too calm sometimes but you know we were getting battered after after the second goal on sunday and he's just like you know he, he was up for every header some of the tackles he made were you know very very dangerous tackles to make but absolutely immense he really was
0: well he's calm until some someone deliberately offends against him or offends his sensibilities in which case he is quite literally the biggest toys out of the pram merchant you're going to see. It's remarkable. Yeah. There is that wonderful little um, um, snippet that's constantly doing the rounds on Twitter where he does this sort of, I don't know, angry well. lo- lollop march back down towards the referee where he like he's outraged. They, I've, I've rarely seen a player to display outrage in quite the same way as Joel Malop. He gets very bent out of shape and it's great to watch, actually.
1: Yeah, big fan of that. I've, yeah, really, really... It's weird because I don't think I've ever heard him talk.
0: Yeah, it, yeah. It,
1: it's one of those places he never gets interviewed.
0: Yeah. Yeah, very rarely, very rarely. Yeah, yeah. He's actually, yeah, he's a very quiet man, I, I imagine. Um, at uh, the only interview I ever saw, he had very little to say for himself as well. <laughs> I mean, it's, yeah, it's an interesting one that an awful lot of people are like that. I mean, some of the, some of the quietest guys I know, yeah, you, know, you get them on a football pitch and they turned into absolute lunatics. I guess, you know, that's, that's how it affects some people. Uh, Cam, I know you were at Porto. Um, mm-hmm. so you got a chance to watch Joel and the flesh there. Um, no,
2: you no, didn't. I oh, you didn't. You didn't. That's right. It was big. Dags. I watched, I watched Joel against um,
0: Tottenham. Yeah, yeah. I forgot. Big Digs put a, yeah. put a shift in against Porto. Um, so, uh, do you do you want to weigh in on the on the on the? I know you had a point that you wanted to make about the Porto. Thing that Ash, absolutely um, in the current climate ra- uh, warrants making. Um, we probably won't have a massive discussion about it because it's kind of. Uh, back to a previous topic, but yeah. I would, I would like you to flag up what it was you were saying earlier on.
2: Um, John Matip or Porto first?
0: On, on the Porto thing.
2: All right. Porto. Um, basically, um, uh, me and Nina were in the cop, uh, for the Porto game. And, um, um, just want to make this clear. Every fan base in football has its element that uh, are not so desirable. We can't get away from that. We can't. Try and make out that all Liverpool fans are angels and all fans of other clubs are not. We, we have, unfortunately, we do have our elements and we were in the cop on, um, for the Porto game and those, there was, those, was, I don't know who the guy was. It, it, the guy was seen from behind us and he was singing a song about an area of the country. Um, and he was targeting a specific Say he was saying Scouser, but he wasn't saying Scouser, if that if that makes it clear. I don't wanna I don't wanna mention the name. I don't wanna bring anything up against that particular area or that particular club that he was trying to reference. And basically the song was about how he he, he met one of these fans at Lime Street, he he basically beat him up, and then he basically killed him and wanted him dead or something. And I'm just thinking oh, and just I I thinking that song. Yeah, and I'm just thinking Why? One, we're not even playing that team. It's a European game. Yeah. And two, considering the history we've had and what's going on in the current climate, do we need that? Do we really honestly need it? Mm. We don't. It's it's moronic, it's stupid, it's idiotic. And thankfully, it was only one fan and nobody else in the COP entertained it. They just ignored it. And um, and you know it was horrible to hear. I I felt, and I don't I know. There's other songs about putting hatchets in the head or whatever, and blah blah blah. And again, I'm not condoning those songs, and I'm not condoning anything. But I'm just thinking: so why do we need to do it? Yes, have your rivalry, have your tribalism. That's great, but do we really need to wish somebody dead?
0: You see, it's an emerging discussion, and it's one that needs to be had, and I think it's very easy, um, and an awful lot of people whose opinions that I would tend to listen to get very bent out of shape when you start getting too um, oh, prescriptive about what people can say, and they talk about their rights and their freedom to say what they want to say, and freedom of speech is a very thorny one, um, and I'd agree with you though, um, sure, nominally, theoretically, freedom of speech is a great idea, and it's it should be an essential human right, but I think the question that to be asked is the question that you asked is, is that really, is that really helpful now? Is it really helpful? End of story, but is it really helpful now in a climate where we've got this conversation started? Um, it's been going on for quite some time now. Uh, yeah, I, I, I it's, it's not helpful. It's not a helpful thing. It doesn't, it doesn't for, uh, it doesn't, it doesn't, um, it doesn't validate anything. Um, and it's, it's, it's quite distressing. And, you know, I think there is potentially a full, conversation for the three of us to have on this um, because it doesn't seem to want to go away. And right. I think it's important uh, that you've done what you did there in terms of acknowledging that you know, we. I saw some very pious, holier-than-thou um, Liverpool fans and in inverted commas, talking about um, other um, clubs, specifically Chelsea recently, who, you know, have Pretty much earned the reputation, um, but talking about it as if you know um, they were very like I say holier than thou. And the 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 point you make is right. No club, no club is is has the the um the luxury of being in that pulpit preaching at other ones. Everyone's got to sort their own house out, and it is distressing when you hear kind of stuff like that. It's incongruous. It doesn't fit into modern society. And yeah, I'd agree with you completely. And I think if people were interested, maybe on the back of this, um. You know, tweet us or let us know if you'd like to have further conversation. This is it's a show that I'd like to have over the summer. I think it's one that we could have a great discussion on and one that needs having. So we'll do that. But to get back to football and a man who yeah. was on the receiving end of some of that, um, nonsense, um, recently from the aforementioned club, um, the moment that you witnessed on TV then at the weekend with me, um,
2: mm.
0: one of the great joys of this season so far. Uh, primarily because it kind of came out of the blue, but it also didn't come out of the blue. It was when the red, Reds were riding a wave, and the Reds were riding such a wave that after Mo Salah's goal went in, um, Cam, it felt genuinely like w- the place had that sort of, even the cameras got a bit shaky. It felt like we could really do these four or five in about three minutes. It really had that incredible overpowering, Jesus, we are such a team when we want to be feeling. That was all because of that goal.
2: Yeah, very much. I mean, uh, we started that second half so much more aggressively. Um, there was anger in our play and, uh, you know, that goal was just unbelievable. You know, you, you, it's going to be a contender for goal of the season. And, um, it was just amazing. I was, I was literally bowing in front of the TV. I just, you know, my mum, you know, Bless her. I don't know how she survives with me in the house when the football match is on. Um, it was unbelievable to see it. And the irony of, uh, you know, after what, you know, the song, what happened with the Chelsea fans in Prague that two Muslim guys scored the goals against them to win the match was, was, was you know, it was very ironic, wasn't it? So, um, but yeah, I thought, I just thought we were going to go on and get another two or three, like you said, Trev. I mean, it just felt like everything we were were doing was just working perfectly. The the play was great, the movement was great. Uh, Chelsea didn't know what was going on, and then all of a sudden, we just we just lost it, didn't we? For yeah. about five ten minutes, well, we just lost well, it. They just, they got control of the ball all of a sudden. Well, I think what happened was was, was Sari got control of his forward
1: line and decided to play a number nine instead. Yeah, and put, and put one of the best players in the world. He plays on the left side, in the left side, and suddenly they were all over us.
0: Mm. Well, they, yeah, you, you're dead right. They brought on old man Higuain. Um, yeah.
1: Uh, He's a proper number nine, a proper number nine.
0: He is, he is, but he is also a proper number nine star, if you yeah. look at I mean, he is one of the most haggard individuals I've seen in recent years. I don't know what that kid is doing to himself, but I mean.
1: Big paper round
0: big paper because the aging the aging process is not being kind to him he's he's struggling right you know he really is struggling you add that to the fact that he never looks quite fit enough either and the whole package is just kind of and yet he did enough and he has enough about him as a properly quality footballer that change you made or that you mentioned carl that really did shake the whole bloody thing up and there were chances on i think 58 60 and 62 for hazard where you know, not only could it have drawn us drawn them level, but you know, I know this. It's a different timeline, but there is not there were normally three decent chances where the whole thing could have fallen on its arse. But it, at no point during that period, I think you'll both agree, at no point during that period where they were getting chances, did we ever stop going balls out the far end and trying to hit them as well. It, we just lost a little bit of our. Um, defensive solidity, and Klopp addressed that immediately with the change. Uh, Well, almost immediately. After those couple of chances, they were were enough of a slap in the face. But it was just more a matter of they made their tweak, and we just kept playing that sort of, I won't say naive, but very, very very um, risky brand of football.
1: I I kept shouting, quiet five minutes. Quiet five minutes, that's all I wanted then. Keep which Nabi,
0: which which Nabi Kata, and, amazingly, mm-hmm. Nabi Kata of all did do, humans, did he do a little Irish jig? Well, I, I, whatever the little hand gesture
2: was, I did love it. No, no, he did a little thing, you know, with the ball with his feet as well. It's like a little little, little jig.
0: It was like yeah, it was like a shit step over. It was, yeah, it was, yeah. it was just taking the piss a bit. Yeah, was, well,
1: yeah. One thing I've learned today: he's from North Africa, so he must have been an Irish jig.
0: There you go. <laughs> yeah. The trade, the trade route is is is, is, is yeah. real. There's the connection. Yeah but but, but, but it, right
1: there. that's is live geography. I knew that. I knew where Guinea. Is. Yeah, because I know where Guinea is. He is Guinean, isn't he?
0: She is Guinean. I understand. Bonus, bonus point for me, please. Thanks, it's, for important, it's important for Carl to re reestablish his, uh, his uh, general knowledge status. It's right? in the northwest coast of Africa. Okay, there you go. 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 You can close bonus point Google, for me there. A four maps. Four-two lead. <laughs> <laughs> Your imaginary Um but uh, I, I, thought it was, I thought it was ironic and interesting that it was that guy who many people had sort of dubbed as flaky um, that was sort of you know really instrumental. And I thought all the way through that first half, very very controlled um, possession of the ball along with Fabinho. It was it's oh man, it's so exciting to see that emerge as a partnership, isn't it?
1: Cam. Yeah, I, I, I thought. I'm oh, sorry. I, I thought the midfield three were fantastic. I really did. And the good thing about that is it's it's the lads you've got on reserve as well. The fact that you know Genie, Winaldo and Milner didn't start. Yeah. And and if you look back to previous seasons, I always make the same point about Liverpool in May. It's when it's when you see Gruwich and Woodburn start for you know. Or I'll be on the pitch for Liverpool games thinking this is why we don't finish seasons well because we haven't got the the strength in depth. You know that's why you're playing Yago Aspas. Against Chelsea in 2014. Cause
0: no, you, you said that before. It's a really good point. Yeah. You, look at, you look at our bench now, and poor old uh, Shaq uh, can't get like any more than 90 seconds, and he, we know he's class. And that is the difference. You're dead right. That is the difference. And it'll be the difference that either get us to, you know, within an ar- analysis roar of this title or actually over the line. It's massive.
1: We brought on a vice captain. I mean, that, yeah. that's how big that was. We brought on the vice captain of Liverpool. Who's won leagues, and you know that makes such a difference. And bringing on a seventeen-year-old kid, he might be good for Fulham to be Villa. You know that sort of thing. Um, it, 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 does, it really does make a difference. It's a proper squad now.
2: Yeah, clock so a... can now turn around, Look at the bench and think. Right, they're all they're all good enough to be on that pitch. Well, if the first team's on the bench now,
1: that, that's a really nice thing. We've still got the first team on the bench.
0: Mm-hmm. That's what I wanted to talk to you about next, Cam. Actually, was a first teamer who's on the bench and he's like being our our midfielder of the year um, for the first half of the season. Fabinho seems to be edging ahead in the second half. But it's Jorginho Wijnaldum and Dirk Cout was talking about his uh, his countryman. He said, you know, what I like is the fantastic mentality of Wijnaldum before the kickoff. And this is the game where he 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 stepped out. Um, which is last time out, he says, before the kickoff, I saw his eyes. You felt the disappointing, this disappointment that he was not playing. But when you see how professional he was before, during and after the game, you get more admiration for him. That's how you should be as a pro. The final sprint becomes so important, yet Ginny deals with that in a great way. He falls in, he does his work, and he celebrates with his fellow players as it should be, a real team player. And I mean, that's a lovely tribute from a fellow who, can really uh, stand up on a pulpit and, and preach about that particular subject of teamwork and, and work ethic and all that type of stuff. Cout um, was uh, absolutely incredible in that regard as a footballer. And it's nice for him to acknowledge uh, those aspects of, of Ginny's character, right?
2: Oh, very much so. I mean, um, would you really expect anything less of Ginny? He he He's always come across as a very humble, humble person. Um, I, you can tell he, he, he loves playing football. He loves the game. Um, and he's, a, he's a wonderful football player and he's a, he's a valuable asset to the club. Um, and I think deep down, as, as disappointed as he, he was, uh, not to play that game, he knew he, he, he couldn't, he needed that rest. He need his, his legs look, look gone and, I was right last week. Uh, Cybernish uh, had tweeted that it was 140k uh, more that Ginny has run this season, and that's a phenomenal amount.
0: Yeah, that's not nothing.
2: You know, and even a week's rest is probably not enough. In you know, uh, it's, he needs a little break, you know, just to get the the energy back in him, and um, because there's some big, big games coming up, and we're going to need Ginny. You know, Ginny's a, a, a Vital member of the squad, and you know he, he is a first teamer. But There's I would no say
0: I, I would say that you, like me, would have put um, quite a large sum of money on the fact that he would have started having, uh, and 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 Naby Keita would have stepped out. You, I, I I was almost I was almost certain that was going to happen. And what's what's really enjoyable about it is that Naby started and did so well, and that Ginny came on and did so well. And as you say now, we've got two guys genuinely looked like top class players who offer different things uh, vying for a position in there. And it's not just two now. We have have at least five lads, and that's fantastic. That makes all the difference. Carl's mentioned earlier on, Cam, and and when you think about Henderson as well, I mean, it comes to something when even Gary Neville is praising Jordan Henderson. Of course, he's doing it in his own inimitable um, way where he takes credit for Gary Neville saying during the week, I said this for two or three years. Why is he playing deeper? Why is Jordan Henderson going and getting the ball off his back four? Well, interestingly enough, Gary, most Reds fans were saying that from minute one as well. It's just that our manager happened to think that that yeah. is the best guy for that job in our squad. So can we not have this conversation every single time? It's almost it's getting so boring at this stage. Lads think they're like yeah, some sort of... Uh, uh insight merchants pointing that out I mean everybody would have said that it's just yeah. it's, it's just great Cam that it's worked that Dor- Jordan has gone into that position and that it's worked it mm-hmm. hasn't been a sop it hasn't been a well let's see if this one this one pans out it's been brilliant like I mean he's really front foot he's aggressive And he's got his touch in. He's putting over lovely crosses. He's got an eye for a pass. He can slide one down the side like he did for a goal in the week, or he can cross one, think one across from the byline like he did at the weekend. He can arrive in the box as he did the previous week and and finish. It's fantastic to have this guy.
2: It's what we've all been saying for many a year now. Um, we've got the Jordan Henderson that we wanted that we knew was there. It's like we've got it. a new signing because he is effectively a new signing in that position now there was a time when you wouldn't have said oh we want Jordan Henderson in the team we want Fabino in the team because we know he's a better number six a lot of people would even argue that Ginny was a better number six when the odd game he's played there Jordan Henderson in in that role it suits him to a T you see the best of his qualities and does that make him a definite first team starter now it pushes them up there, whereas before you wouldn't have said that. So it, it's great and it's and it's fantastic.
0: Well, and take it, and well, t- t- take fatigue out of it now. Um, okay. I, say you've got a situation where I don't care which game you think is more important, right? Whether it's it's Porto or whether it's Cardiff, because there are valid arguments to be made, to be made for both. Um, but say, look, it doesn't really matter. Each of them is a big game, and say we go with the idea that Jurgen's going to play his best team um, for hopefully. What's going to be eight games? So I'm going to ask you this question, then I'm going to come across to Carl. Um, with what looks like a fit and firing squad at the moment, and I am clasping onto the timber uh, aspects of my table as we speak. Wh- wh- where do you go now with this? I mean, is, is Hendo, because of his energy levels, right? You know, we know he can go all season. Is he kind of undroppable now? Is, is that the case? Is it, is it, is it, um, well, we maybe Naby's done really well, but maybe we need to spell Ginny back in because when we did that before, it had a horrendous effect and we didn't get Nabby back to being effective for a couple of months. He came in, did well, and he was out again and that was terribly destructive. So what's your gut feeling on, on what Klopp does? Um, do you think he, by necessity, must shake up that position? It's the one place he likes to tinker. We know
2: that. I think it's still a question of horses for courses. Uh, It's not a question of what we think is the best 11 because the way the manager sees it, he he will be looking at the weaknesses and the strengths of the opposition and which players are going to exploit those weaknesses and strengths. And if that means it's going to be Jordan Henderson in certain games, that's fine by me if he's in the number eight. If that means it's going to be Ginny or Naby, again, that's fine by me. It's, I mean, I think personally there's Nine players, if every player was fit, who would be your guaranteed starters for me in that current squad. The two players, the two positions that are going to be, uh, are up for discussion are the two number eight roles, as such. Either side of Fabima. Adam, Adam Lalana? Been waiting for that. Oh, sorry. Yeah, that's 10 players then. Yeah, um, yeah you're right. I, I, I didn't think that through very well, did I? You, probably-
0: well, 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 we joke. We joke, but that was a very real thing in our worlds only a couple of weeks ago. So you know, uh, and 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 distressingly so in a lot of cases, including my own, that he had emerged quite high up the pecking order for various reasons. You know, uh, ahead. Uh, uh,
2: but that that now is not the case, though. He is now back down. I'm not so sure, you know. No, no, so sure. no, no. He will be because. You, you, you've you seen what's happened, we're seeing what's happening now with this midfield all of a sudden. It, it looks full of life. There's energy. There's end product. You know, we've got goals and assists coming out of that midfield now. All of a sudden, whereas, we, whereas before we were really relying on the front three to do everything for themselves, suddenly the, the, the two attacking midfielders as such, if you want to call them that, are suddenly... Look more progressive and look more involved, and they are linking up better with the front three. And
0: I, I suppose there have been times when each of Milner, Henderson, Fabinho, uh, and Wijnaldum have been undroppable. Nabi may be playing himself into that kind of undroppable scenario as well. So Same that as does, that, uh, yeah, yeah, that's it. It, do, it yeah. does leave that does leave uh, poor old lads down the pecking order a bit, I guess. Uh, yeah, oh, I, I Carlo. Like, I, I'd be worried. Yeah, go well, on.
1: But the last time Adam Lalana started a game, he was man of the match.
0: Burnley. He was fantastic against Burnley.
2: But then, I'm, not, I'm not being funny. It was Burnley. Well, ma- no, were, what I'm saying is, what I'm not yeah, saying this, though, yeah, as, well, yeah. we still
1: conceded two goals. What, but, what I'm saying though, is, is, is um, the manager loves him.
2: The manager does, but you, you would you expect realistically Adam Lalana to ever be man of the match against Chelsea?
0: I, I think, I think even that's, that shout is a bit of a stretch. I'm, I'm it sure is. Carolyn really agreed with me. Been, he did. He did Hendo, a,
2: Hendo was possibly man of the match against Chelsea. Yeah. And that's the difference. If you're playing, if you're going to play players, let's, let's get the, the, the right players for the right games. Adam Lolana for Burnley at home is fine. It's no disrespect. It's Burnley. All right. Maybe that is disrespect to Burnley. Fine. It's disrespect, but it's Burnley. And this is where your squad comes in. And again, horses for courses. No, I'm agreeing with you, by the way. I'm, I'm yeah. purely playing... Oh, no, no, I'm, I'm not saying but that. I'm, I'm just,
1: just I'm saying the manager loves him, so don't be too surprised. Yeah.
0: There, are, there are a couple of horses, though, who will um, just be given the finest hay and water um, and, and asked to perform week in, week out. We know that... Um, we He's being know. rural again, Cam. He's being rural again. We, we know who they are. We know who they are. Clapo on the on the spine of the team said, I have to say... That what Bobby and Fabinho and the two center halves did against this center, their two center halves, Jorginho and Eden Hazard, was some of the best I've ever seen in my life because it's just so difficult, meaning against that particular uh, quartet. And, you know, you do get that feeling that, you know, I was watching the game at the weekend. I was thinking, Bobby looks great. If Bobby's touch gets in, we're away in a hack here. And it just didn't seem to be right there at the start. And then as the game went on, Bobby's touch was in as well as all his work rate and everything else. And we hum, we start to hum when Bobby's playing. And he's right, Fabinho's absolutely essential now. And that platform, the 2 centre halves with Ali behind is essential now. And it, it is interesting. I'm, oh, God, lads, we needed, Carol, we needed that clean sheet. I mean, we did. I don't care what anyone says. It's a psychological thing. I know it's something like, okay, there's one, but we needed it.
1: Oh, God, absolutely. Yeah. Cause it's been a while. Um, well, you know, in recent weeks. Um, yeah, we did. And I also like I when you're talking about the Chelsea players that I could watch him go on a cante all day. He was an absolute dream to watch. What a player that lad is. And um, again, it's something Chelsea have got wrong this season. Cause, He's a billion times better than Georgino is. But yeah, we did need the clean sheet and um mostly because I thought this goes to two one, this goes to two two. It's just that's because we were on such a high. The ground was absolutely bouncing on Sunday and to come out of it with a clean sheet against what well, is still a very talented side. I mean they if they win the the Europa League, no one's gonna be that shocked. If they, if they don't, don't win
0: the if they don't win the Europa League, you just look at their squad depth. And then oh, look yeah. at every other look at every other squad in that competition. They blow each and every one of them away. The yeah. squad that they have is unreal. Now, okay, yeah. maybe those guys aren't playing at the best of their ability, but it's, it's ridiculous the talent they've got.
1: Yeah. And um, uh, I, I was quite pleased when they played Hudson and Doyle because I thought, well, you know, the, well, when they brought Ross Barkley on, everyone near me cheered. Everyone near me cheered when he came on. Well, then booed him obviously because that's what you got to do. But, yeah, I mean, that, that's a hell of a side we beat on Sunday. Let's, let's not kid ourselves. That was the game where people were thinking, um, so I heard someone say this on the radio yesterday, actually, where people were saying that they thought City were going to win the league until Liverpool beat Chelsea, and mm. suddenly everything's turned around. And nothing's really changed, other than, you know, we're still a point ahead, or, or sorry, two points ahead, or, or one behind, bearing in mind what you think the United game's going to be like. But beating Tottenham and beating Chelsea, that's huge. And To get a clean sheet against Chelsea as well, that's, it's a statement. It really is. The hardest team to come, we've got to play clean sheet. I think the hardest team we're going to play is still to come, to be honest. Go because on, who's that, who's that for you? Barcelona.
0: Oh, we'll look at him writing Porto off, which is tomorrow night's fixture. Um, if you're hopefully listening to this. And, oh, um, no,
1: I'm writing off United.
0: Oh G- uh, Well, mm-hmm. where is that? Uh, can, uh, I, can, I talk,
1: can I talk about that briefly, Trav, very, very briefly? Yeah, go ahead. Because I, I watched the BT Sport coverage of the United game. I felt like texting somebody, emailing in and saying, y- you do know Barcelona won, don't you? Because the, the entire narrative was just um, about, oh, they've kept them down to this one. They what a great performance this is from Solskjaer's Lance, etc. And all the pressure saying, basically, Barcelona were playing at 40% and then went to, then just held on and just took the win and the away goal. But like, Manaman and his mates on BT Sport, oh, this is fantastic. You know, this game's still alive. You've got to go to the new camp, lads. The new camp. And I, 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 I might making myself look silly here because United could win, uh, and go through. But I don't think they will. But, um, honestly, the narrative of that was just unbelievable. Yeah, they did, at I, home I, in I,
0: Europe. I didn't see the game, but, but by all appearances or by all accounts, despite the fact that they have, you know, undoubtedly the world's best player and you can keep your Ronaldo's. Uh That discussion to me is is utterly redundant. He's a, probably the best goal scorer or second best goal scorer in the world or whatever. But, you know, Messi's just on a different planet to everybody else. And he is still doing that. And they've got Suarez, who's, you know, elite. He's all right. And they've got several other elite players. But there is a little bit of question mark around whether the entire unit is as strong as it used to be. And I think that's an interesting thing to think about if it is indeed uh, a situation where Liverpool are happy enough to be getting past Porto. On. Look, we have about six or seven minutes left, so I just want to get a quick idea of where you think we stand for these next two games that will be played before we do our next podcast. So Carl, just on that, I'm taking it that you are, you know, bullishly confident going into this Porto game despite the fact that they will have two of their top players coming back in that shit house, Pepe and Herrera...
1: And they they were good. They were really good, Porto, I thought. That lad in front, he's unlucky.
0: He was unlucky on the night. and And and, and we we rode our luck on the night. Yeah, we did. And and if you you add a solid midfield presence in Herrera and you add Pepe's, like I say, world elite level shithousery in at the back, um, this is going to be a completely different ball game. Um, Are you still... But we've,
1: but we've, but we've also got the best left back in the world coming in.
0: Well... Hard to hard to argue with uh, some of the performances this year, and that you, to have the unit is the main thing. Yeah. I've been worried about the far side to be honest, with you, because Trent was a bit exposed um, the last night, and there was a few times even at the weekend where I thought, Ugh, you know, it, we know what that kid offers going forward, but still, just I'd like to see lo- a little bit more sort of.
1: Well, Klopp played in the midfield, didn't he? So Klopp said that, he said, he said um, after the second goal, we stopped protecting Trent.
0: We yeah, that's true.
1: We, we have to go back and reset. So that's not Trent's fault as such. As we both forgot to get over and cover
0: him. Yeah, yeah. That's 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 him having a word with Mo. He the, the, basically, he's saying the, the, the goal got to Mo's head. Because he, yeah. he there's three people on that right-hand side. There's Mo and there's Trent and whatever nominal midfielder it happened to be at the time. And listen, yeah. signs on it. He made the changes. And look, so you're confident of us going through there. Uh, Cardiff at the weekend, I think if they get beaten tonight... They must win against us in order to not be relegated. One way or the other, there's going to be lots on this for them, Uh, even if there wasn't. It's that horrible, horrible Colin Wanker. I don't know if you heard him during the week talking about, you know, I've got a great record against them, uh, he said about his uh, encounters with Liverpool. Uh, I really really hope we do them by six or seven, but I'll take a 1-0 at this stage.
1: Um, They're not being us. I can't see it. Um, once the football club starts looking at agendas, why they don't win, they're not going to win. And well, they have been unlucky. I mean, the the, the whole Chelsea thing was ridiculous, and it, and I've got no problem with Cardiff City, but that couldn't happen to a nicer man.
0: That's pretty much how I feel about it too. Again, absolutely nothing um, against the club itself, but um, that that individual sort of um, the world does.
1: will have to get used to it. A hey, Collard,
0: yeah. He poisons the well. He poisons the well. So what can I say? Cam, what about yourself? Your feelings on the last two games before we get out for about two or three minutes of non football before we finish? Um, Porto, first of all, are you confident there? Or you think it's a, uh, how, how bullishly confident would you be about that one?
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm fairly confident with that. I think 2-0 is a, is a nice cushion. They don't have an away goal, which is crucial. And they're going to, they're going to have to push and that's going to suit us quite nicely on the counter I think so I'm reasonably confident with that I'm, I'm not so I'm, I'm not saying I'm not confident Sunday but I think it's our hardest fixture of the remaining fixtures we have left that we know of um, I think Colin Wanker will really have his teams uh, really go at us um, they're, they're fighting to stay in the league so uh, you know they've, they've got that as well so um I am a little bit um, unsure of how that game is going to go. But I think we should, you know, like you all, just take a 1-0 and get out of there with no injuries and on to the next one. Just to start us in our segue out of
0: football over the last couple of minutes, and I know you probably have uh, one or two things uh, that you want to mention before we finish, Ed. I'll just scroll through my Twitter timeline to make sure we weren't missing any breaking news as the pod was being recorded. A typically in the afternoon, folks, for us, this is uh this is a strange one. And Steve Armstrong has just posted what looks like a plant, pot plant in a public place that has a little placard beside it, which is absolute genius. And it says, unattended children will be given an energy drink and a puppy. Thanks. <laughs> 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 which I think is absolutely fantastic, um, uh, Carl. Uh, before we before we conclude, any any wind up last minute thoughts that you wanted to put across?
1: Um, whatever happens this season, Liverpool have eighty five points. In two thousand and nine, we very nearly won the league with eighty six. Um, I think Liverpool are going to win the league. I just do. I think we might win the double, but I think Juventus or Man City could could maybe get ahead of us there. But what I don't want to happen, if we don't win the league, because this is fate and fate goes both ways, is I don't want anyone to be writing this off or moaning about it. This is incredible. This is the reason why we're Liverpool fans. This is why people say, like I've been saying for years, Mamadou Sacco is not a Liverpool forward. Sorry, not a Liverpool defender because he's not going to bring us seasons like this. This is why we're in this. So enjoy the
0: ride. Yeah, if you can at all, everybody... Would you you, uh, acknowledge the fact that it can be incredibly terrifying and scary and upsetting and distressing and all the rest of it, but the highs this year, my God, how high have they been? As good as anything. What about you, Cam? Any final thoughts from yourself?
2: Um, I've got a couple of little quick quotes, but just adding to what Carl said. In the 1963-64 season, Trevor is obviously so brilliant at it, and Trevor will know this. I will, I will know this. It was a 42... Uh, game season that year. Um, obviously back in the old division one and we won the league with 57 points. We lost nine games and to put that into context, look at where we are now and there's still possibility we're not going to win the league T- to do what we are doing against, uh, you know, we keep saying it against this phenomenal Manchester City side. It's an incredible achievement and it's, it's something that we, we should be proud of. Because we are the only team in the league that has stepped up to challenge. Nobody else had the bottle. Nobody else had the bravery. Everybody else was cowardly. We are that, those, we are that team. We took, you know, we took the ball by the horns and we went for it. So enjoy the ride, people, because it's, it's going to be fun. I promise you. So. You're going to
0: get it hard to top the inspirational quotients there in your last quotes, but go for it.
2: Okay. Did you know five out of four people admit they're bad for fractions? Oh,
0: my Christ. I didn't realize you were going for dad jokes. If I'd known that, I'd prepared <laughs> a few. Go,
2: on, go for it. Go for it. <laughs> the last one. Okay. The challenge is to stay cool enough to handle the pressure in the moment so that you can succeed in the future. Tom okay. good. I'll Look. be absent. Do you have a do you have an origin for the club? Well, I'm surprised you guys don't know this one to be fair. Quite disappointed. Brendan Rogers? No. Is it was said think in the bigger. moment?
1: Think said bigger. in the moment. So Klopp?
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, he says 'cause it says in the moment, which he says
0: all the time. Yeah, yeah it's good. It's a good shit. He does, yeah. he does, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bon bad
1: for me though. 17, you wouldn't know. Yeah, nice.
2: Yeah. You champion. Yeah.
0: In my, in, in, you know, graciously, I will, I will give it to you, but not officially, alas, (laughs) not officially. Um, we should start wrapping this up then. So Guy can get back to, um, uh, Teletubbies, Teletubbies and Cam can get back to shamelessly wearing a onesie around in the middle. Photo will
2: be on the main account.
0: It's, it's hard to, hard to get your head around this, folks, but this is where we're. Right. Um, we will finish up at this point um, for this episode of the Anfield Index podcast. Um, I will ask you, as I always do, to mention the show to somebody else I'll spread the word about this a bit. Um, let's get the numbers growing. We'd love to have an even broader fan base than we do in terms of getting to a few different countries, getting to a few different regions that we have. Yet. I'm going to ask Ags about those little details and see if we can uh, make, even make contact with some of the people in some of the rarer areas. Who knows Who knows how far afield uh, the show is reaching. Um, one way or the other, do your best to promote it if you like it. We'd appreciate that very much. I've been Trev Downey. Until we speak to you again, be kind to your fellow Reds and stay safe out there.
2: Network.